0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, welcome to the show. Fifth Street Soccer here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and coming to you live on Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. What a great show we have for you today. Uh, The Premier League action this weekend was very interesting, and I wish I could say that my betting picks that I gave you on Thursday and Friday were paid out big, but they didn't. Okay, I'm going to just come out right now and, and tell you they sucked. I did the best I could, and I really thought, really thought, back in the deep recesses of my small mind, that Chelsea... Could get the upset over City, and when they went went up, I mean, you know, it was an um, it was an emotional moment for me. I'm crying because I have visions of that game ending three nil or three one for Chelsea, and at five hundred and twenty five to one, I was thinking about my you know cool fifty thousand dollars rolling around my pocket. Unfortunately, of course, it didn't end that way, but <laughs> that's usually the way. And, and and Monday's game was a surprise for me as Aston Villa beat Newcastle, albeit at Villa Park 2-0. Uh, Aston Villa in a terrible run of form, and, and under Steve Bruce, you know, New, Newcastle really have sort of stabilized. But look, we're going to get into all of this in detail. Lots to get to today on the show. We're going to talk about everything that happened over the weekend on the Premier League uh, up till Monday's game, and then let's talk about the hot topic, which is not Mourinho's first win as Spurs, and we said he was 3-3-1 and in his first games before he started. But let's talk about the sack race, and let's talk about the managers in the hot seat, because there are three managers right now managing in the Premier League that I believe have no business being in there. Of those three managers, I will say two I, I, I'm not surprised about, but the third one really does surprise me, and I really have to figure out what the problem at West Ham United is. All right, those are the topics on the table. If you want to reach me, find me on Twitter. I'm at NickGeber, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. You can also find me on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Talk. Later on this, on the week, I'll be rejoined by Kartik Krishnaya. In the meantime, don't go anywhere. Take a break. Go use the loo. Three minutes. I'll be right back. The problem I have when I go to the gym is I just never really know, you know, what to wear because my stuff's really old and disgusting. I want to tell you about a new thing I found. It's really cool. It's this uh, clothing called Vuri, V-U-O-R-I. It's a new perspective on performance apparel. It's perfect if you're sick and tired of traditional old workout gear. Everything's designed to work out in, but it doesn't really look or feel like it. It's really comfortable. I recommend this stuff. Highly. It's also, by the way, perfect for travel. You know, nowadays everyone basically likes to travel in thongs. This is not a thong. This is great-looking workout stuff, really, really comfortable. Uh, they got super, They got really cool shorts and sweatpants, great stuff. Viori is an investment in your happiness, and they are offering 20% off. Both to sports byline listeners, and if you're listening on the podcast, to believe podcast listeners, when you go to vioriclothing.com and enter the code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, at checkout, that's V-U-O-R-I clothing.com. Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over 75 bucks plus free returns. Go to viori, V-U-O-R-I clothing.com and discover the versatility of Yuri clothing. Life, sex and drugs and rock and roll. Well, maybe my uh, dream life, but uh, that's not the way it ended up. Welcome back to the show, for Street Soccer, here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and coming to you live on Sirius XM 211 Dan Patrick Sports, as well as iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and the award winning Sirius XM app. I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Great to be with you. By the way, I would be remiss if I did not welcome to the show all of our men and women in uniform around the world listening on the American Forces Network. It is a pleasure and a privilege uh, to speak with you guys as I do each and every week night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific on these very networks. We talk the beautiful game and are so glad that you take the time out of your busy evening uh, to join us. Uh, Anyway, look, let's do a quick roundup about what happened uh, this weekend in the Premier League. and Let's take a look at the table. because. Things shift and things move. Uh, Chelsea have dropped down, uh, courtesy of their loss to Manchester City. It was a, it was a two-one loss to City. City they've leapfrogged City. City are now up to third place. Chelsea are in fourth. Sheffield United had that draw against Man United, and we can talk about that game as well. I think Man United should certainly be a topic that we touch on today, uh, even though I, I don't believe Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is in any imminent risk of losing his job. But that was a cracking match, and I want to talk about it. But Sheffield United, because they had the draw, not the win, they dropped down. And Wolverhampton Wanderers did what I said they would do, which is beat Bournemouth. And this club now that, uh, if you remember, back in end of September, I was telling you that it was something was very weird. And it was probably a European schedule, but how weird it was that Wolves were struggling so badly. Uh, they went six games without a win. And sometime towards the end of September, I want to say they were 19th or 20th in the Premier League, which is dead bottom, and or one right above the bottom. I said, this club is too good to be at the bottom of the league where they are. I thought at times last season, Wolverhampton Wanderers were the quote-unquote best of the rest and and i was shocked to see them where they were i, I mean it, clearly it was scheduling issues but since that time end of september seven games ago they have not lost and that is a wicked turnaround and such a wicked turnaround that we now see them climbing the tables back up into fifth spot back up into the europa league spot And they just knocked Sheffield United off that spot. And it is incredible to me. I mean, really, I'm I'm looking at this table right now, and I say this every week, so if you listen to me on on a a daily or weekly basis, I apologize if, if, if I sound repetitive, but I guess I'm an old man, so I'm allowed to be repetitive at times. If I told you that Leicester City would be second in the table, Manchester City third, Chelsea fourth, Wolves fifth, Sheffield United sixth, Burnley seventh. You just wouldn't have believed me. Arsenal eighth, United ninth, Tottenham a tenth. Think about that for a minute. And down the bottom end of the table, only one of your promoted teams sits in the uh, of your newly promoted teams sit in the relegation zone and that watford who also looked really good played some lovely football finished mid table last season are currently dead bottom i it is a turnabout that is why the premier league is such a thrilling roller coaster ride, uh, courtesy of oodles of soap opera style drama and daily intrigue. And I, I've heard the arguments, and you'll hear them. You'll hear the arguments from the MLS apologists. Oh, with no salary cap and unlimited spending, and you know it's going to be the it's the same teams over and over and over again. And I tell you, those. MLS apologists need their heads examined because if you think about this logically, Manchester City won the Premier League two years in a row. They're currently third this season. Liverpool haven't won the Premier League since 1989, and they're currently first in the league. And it looks like on a clip that no one is going to catch them. They are 13 games in, and they are unbeaten. In fact, they're 51 games between this season and last season, they have lost one game in the Premier League. Think about that. 51 games in the Premier League. And, and Leicester City is sitting second. And, you know, if you remember rightly, what, four or five years ago, Leicester City, you know, they won the league. 5,000 to 1 dog, but they won the league. And Arsenal, United, Tottenham, mid-table. So don't tell me that because there's no salary caps, because it's not a single entity, because teams like Manchester City and Liverpool and, and whichever high, uh, Aston Villa, <laughs> because they spent a fortune in the off-season, can spend as much money as, as they basically can, that it's somehow a boring league. Yeah, admittedly, it's not, it's not Spain, which is largely a boring league. Not that the football's not great in Spain, because it is. Not because you don't get to see two of the best teams in the world. Not not the best teams in the world anymore, but certainly teams that have been up there. Two of the elite pantheon of teams. And if not more, by the time you add in, uh, you know, Atletico Madrid and whoever else the you know, flavor of the day is in Spain, although it's unfair to call Atletico a uh, flavor of the day, so you'll excuse me. And it's certainly not France, where you've got, you know, one big team, PSG, and the rest are all rubbish, in a rubbish league that shouldn't really get anybody's attention. And it's certainly not Italy, where, again, you have the same two or three teams that are just sort of grinding it out year in and year out. It's, you know, it's Juventus, it's your Napolis, it's your, your Milan's. But this is all over the place. And it's not like we're two games into the season. We are 13 games into a 38 game season. We are a third of the way through the season, and we are looking at the table in this configuration. And again, we're going to go through the games that happened this weekend. And, and because the table is where it is, because it's topsy turvy or arse backwards or however you want to say it, we, uh, we are left with some absolutely mouth watering matchups. Week in and week out from week one to week 38. Don't care about a playoffs. Don't care about a cup run uh, for your league. I'm not talking about FA Cup or League Cup. You know what I'm talking about, MLS fans. Don't care about any of that. Because if you're not as excited about Leicester City Everton next weekend as you are about Chelsea West Ham, big London derby for you, or Villa versus Man United, or Norwich, you are at the bottom needing a point to play Arsenal, then there's something wrong with you. This is the drama. This is what you want. This is the greatest reality show on earth. And it doesn't have a Kardashian. There is no enormous size butt in this show. This isn't rigged. This is a complete reset of the odds every weekend in the Premier League, and that, that, that is why we are addicted to it, or I am addicted to it. Like, it's a drug, and I cannot wait to see what happens next week. And it's not just something that I've been addicted to for the last two years. I've been addicted to this for decades. And for me to see more and more Americans get on this drug makes me feel like the el chapo of the sports world all right nick el chapo geber here you're listening to Street soccer find me on twitter at nick geber i'm going to take a break i'll be back with more after this in the meantime make sure you write me down in your book if you still have one your Philo facts if you still have one of those that's right 9 p.m eastern time 6 p.m pacific monday through friday i'll be back after this <laughs> Welcome back mystery Soccer. Nick Eber with you. Ah, a little moon over Marin from the Dead Kennedys. You know, I would play the best music on the planet in the, on this show. Seriously. You can have your Slayers all you want, but I'll take my Dead Kennedys. Don't look at me like that, Chad. Primus. Oh, it's Primus. Okay. Now, Primus sounds like something that you would tell the guy that was a problem you were having. You tell this to the doc at the ED clinic i got a bad case of primer Doc. What, what can you give me? Right? And then he's going to offer one of those little blue pills that you hear on the commercials all the time. Yeah, right. I know. Hey, don't put ideas into my head chat. You know, I'll make an appointment next week. Uh, we're going to get to the sack race here in a minute. I want to finish up on what we were talking about before the break. But by the way, welcome back. History Soccer, I'm your host, Nick Gieber. Find me on Twitter, N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Kartik will rejoin me later this week. He was at Soccer all last week. Has a lot of really interesting points he wants to make. And uh, uh, some of it about the smug, self-satisfied existence of Major League Soccer and its executives. And in that regards, he and I will get no, will have no disagreement. But let's get back to it. Because I gave a, a lot of really bad picks this weekend in the Premier League. Now, I mean, they were terrible. So the three that I put out, and I'm going to try to remember, but I just know they were bad. Okay, the three that I put out were, um, oh yes, was Spurs West Ham at the London Stadium. I said that was going to be a draw. Now I wasn't too far off. It ended up ending a, th- a three. It ended up as a three-three-two-three three, three Spurs victory. Although having said that. You know, West Ham didn't score the second goal until deep into injury time. So it's not as if it was ever ever a danger that uh, that was going to be a draw, to be fair. So I I won't even collect a moment's worth of solace from that. So that pick really sucked. And I apologize if you put money on it uh, based on my uh, prognostications. I have given you plenty of others, though, uh, that that pay out very well. The other one I gave was... Which was the other one that I gave? Um... I gave Man City, Chelsea, and I said, I gave this as the 526-1 to one upset. I said, Chelsea, we're going to win this game. I said, I felt that City were kind of long in the tooth and, you know, weren't, didn't seem to have the bit between their teeth for the Premier League anymore. Not that this isn't a wonderful team. It truly is. Not that this isn't a team fully capable of winning the Premier League, but which it is, Uh, But I I felt like after winning it two years in a row, I think some of the players are getting a little older. Some of the players are getting, you know, the novelty, the drive, the sort of will to, you know how this is. Look, you're a young buck, and you're chasing the ladies every night. And, you know, when you catch them every night, you start you uh, start to lose some of the interest. You're less likely to want to go out and chase them every night you know where i'm going with this i'm trying to say it in a sort of g-rated way and i don't even know why i even have to make this comparison to begin with i guess i'm just you know you know what's on my mind right but there's something about this game i just thought these young guys at chelsea you know they they um, a flyer they would lost two games uh, up till yesterday uh, pardon me up till saturday on the on the season uh, one of them was to liverpool and and everybody loses to liverpool Basically. So there was no, no shame in that. And I just thought, you know, these, these kids, they, they believe, they have belief. Their club's on a transfer ban. There's there's no, the cavalry's not coming for them in January. Unless, of course, FIFA backpedals or UEFA backpedals enormously. And, and I just thought these young kids were going to, you know, as they've been doing, uh, fearless, fear nobody. No expectations on their shoulders. They don't care that City are considered the sort of, you know, the almighty pedestal team that sits upon a pedestal at the top of the footballing world. Uh, by the way, I don't believe they're that anymore either. But, but they certainly don't believe they probably ever were. These are kids that are too young to know when they're beaten, too young to know when they're outclassed, and, quite frankly. I, you know, I thought they would go to the Etihad and and deliver the 526 to one upset that I felt they were going to deliver. And when they went up one nil off Golo Cante's goal in the 21st minute, I was jumping up and down because I suddenly had visions of having all this extra cash in my pocket, courtesy of this Chelsea upset. They were 526 to one, about a hundred dollars. Think about that. Nice. Nice, to quote Borat. But it was not to be, because Kevin De Bruyne had something to say about it, and Riyad Mahrez had something to say about it. And Chelsea just quietly capitulated. Look, I I, I like this team. I think what Frank Lampard has done with Chelsea is miraculous. I'm a fan. I, I will still call him Fat Frank, but I'm, you know, I'm a fan. As a manager, I'm a fan of watching this team play. I I look at what Lampard has done with Christian Pulisic, and and I take my hat off to him. I think he's getting the very best out of a player that has oodles of talent and hasn't really been molded despite his time in Germany. Speaking of which, his nightmare is potentially going to come to pass as the gossip columns are reporting that Jadon Sancho is being chased by Frank Lampard. And Jaden Sancho was the guy that knocked Pulisic off his starting spot at Dortmund. So that's not what uh, Christian Pulisic wants. I can promise you that. But that match was a disappointment. That was another one that I gave out. So once again, I will eat uh, a little humble pie. And I will ask my listeners for forgiveness. And then we go to today, the third game that I gave out with odds. And this one, for me, was a shocker. And I'll tell you why. Uh, Villa Park has not been a fortress whatsoever. The last team that Aston Villa beat there was back in October, was Brighton. They've had, I want to say, one win or two wins. Two wins all season. They beat Everton at home, and they beat um, Brighton at home. And I just thought, you know, Newcastle United, uh, they went three games without a loss. The last win was a good home win against Bournemouth. Uh, They had that lovely away win 3-2 against uh, West Ham United at the London Stadium, and then that draw against Wolves. And now that we know that Wolves are really... That same good team they were last year, maybe that puts a little bit of extra weight onto that draw that they got. I did not expect them to go to Villa Park, however, and capitulate, which is what happened. They went to Villa Park, and they lost. And they lost badly. um, Which was a surprise to me. I mean, when I say they lost badly, they lost 2-0. But I mean, the fact they didn't score. And they went... um, you know, it was five minutes of madness. I, I I just don't understand how you can let your guard down to the point that you let in two goals in five minutes. Completely topped off by, you know, El Ghazi's 36-minute goal, which, which was, oh, whatever, I don't even want to talk about it. But I mean, so... I, I I don't understand it. And, and Steve Bruce has a good side. I think he's a steady hand. I was very surprised at this result. I would have been less surprised if it had been a draw, you know, maybe rather than the Newcastle win. I, if I remember correctly, and you'll excuse me, I'm old, and my memory isn't what it used to be. But I believe that the draw and Newcastle win were close to the same odds. That's what I think but even then even then it doesn't matter because they lost. So my three picks were three big fat losers and I apologize to to you for that. I guess that makes me a big fat loser. And I'll I'll, I'll take it. I uh, I will take the heat because I like to take the credit when I get them right. All right. Well, let's look at some of these other results. We talked about Villa Newcastle which was uh the <clears throat> excuse me. The Monday match. Uh, what a game the Sheffield United Man United match was on Sunday. If you were not watching that match, um, it was wild. Okay, Sheffield United went up 2-0. This set's goal, uh, like, 50th minute or thereabouts. Made it 2-0, and United were absolutely just... They looked like they'd been hit by a, a, a sledgehammer. I mean, these guys just look dead. Done, dusted, finished. But, you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, did make the changes. He basically put on more firepower, and it paid off. He got a goal from Brandon Williams, a goal from Mason Greenwood, and finally a goal from Marcus Rashford, uh, which took it 2-3-2. And I think uh, we were looking at Fergie in the stands, seeing an epic Man United comeback, and history was being rewritten, and all of a sudden all the United fans worldwide were you know, starting to repen their rude songs and all the rest, and then boom. Ninetieth minute, McBurney delivers the McBurn and makes it 3-3. And United go to Bramall Lane and come away with a point, which if you think about it, by the way, I picked United actually to win this game. So if you think about the fact they went to Bramall Lane to promote Sheffield United and came away with a point and conceded three goals, I don't think that's a feather in the hat for Olegon Gunnar Solskjaer, despite the comeback. I think he's still asking serious questions about United. And if you remember what I said on Friday, I said I don't like to give out picks for this team because United are the most inconsistent team I've seen in football in a long time. Well, one thing that is consistent are the segments of this show. So I have to go to break now. hope you'll stay with me. I'll be right back with loads more here. On 5th Street Soccer. Don't go anywhere. All right. No fun. Iggy. Iggy in the studios. No fun. Well, I like to think this show is fun. We are busy breaking down the matches that happened in the Premier League over the weekend through Monday some surprises. And we certainly mentioned the Man United, Sheffield United as being a surprise. That was a surprise. Aston Villa against Newcastle, that was a surprise. I guess I shouldn't be surprised because I think Villa had won the match before. No, they lost the match before. That's right. It was that match against Wolves that they lost. So really, I think Newcastle United actually was a terrible result for them despite it being a Villa Park. But some of the other matches that happened over the weekend, let's run through them. We're going to get to Spurs-West Ham in a minute. Wolves beat Bournemouth. We talked about Wolves. I mean, they're back. Let's talk about Leicester City going to the Amex and beating Brighton 2-0 away. Love, love, love this Leicester side. You tell me what's not to like about this Leicester City side, and I will tell you, you are not a football fan. doesn't matter if they're your team or not. It doesn't matter. You absolutely have to look at this team and their achievements and be a little in awe. Because this is one of these teams where punters... And naysayers the world, worldwide are constantly waiting to have that patented blip. You know United fans, you're looking up at Leicester and you're thinking, oh, that's not their place. They can't possibly be there. That's where we belong. Arsenal supporters, same thing. You look up at Leicester City and say, oh, well, wait a minute. You're in second spot. Isn't that the Wenger Trophy area where you finished top four? Yeah, I mean, that's where we need to be. So you're you're in our place, mate. Come on out of there. But the fact is, this team has earned it. This team has earned it. They earned it last season, too. Good, solid play last season. Great club. And remember the tragedy they had at Leicester City last year. I mean, this is one of these sports stories that they make, uh, what's that, 30 by 30? 30 by, yes, thank you. Chad's nodding. Yes, 30 by 30. Owner killed in fiery helicopter crash in middle of stadium, right of following a game. Whole town in mourning, great guy, gave to the community. How will this team ever recover? And then if you remember, they had that awful sort of run of form. And then they bring in Brendan Rodgers. A guy best known for his tenure at Liverpool, where he got them within a hair's breadth of winning the Premier League within a hair's breadth of winning a trophy. But just not quite there. Remember him? Remember him from the uh, reality show they aired, uh, Being Liverpool or something like that, and he had he had the patented envelope. We had all the players around. He said, in this envelope is the name of one player that will let me down. Remember that? And everybody looked and thought, oh, how cheesy and campy and lame is that? And it was. It It, it was. There's no denying it was. And there's good old Brendan getting into a fight with Raheem Sterling. He's, quite frankly, that's a big reason why Raheem Sterling's at Manchester City and not at Liverpool. But, you know, it's not if you live in the past. It's how you develop, how you grow, how you look back at your mistakes, how you recognize them. What's that 12-step thing? Uh, I know. When as soon as as soon as I said twelve step, Chad, you looked at me, which is telling me that you sir have a problem that you have yet to admit. Yes, right. Chad is my producer, and he doesn't know what I'm talking about, but, but he should. Is it a is it a porn addiction? Are you addicted to um, watermelons or I I don't know, battery operated zucchini midgets? You mean little people? Well, that's very weird. You are a sick man, sir. seek therapy. Uh, where was I? Brendan Rogers. Yes. It's uh, being able to admit that you have an, an issue, and, and I think Brendan went from, you know, he went from Liverpool, um, you know, went to Swansea, went to Liverpool, went to Celtic, and look, I mean, you're going to win stuff when you go to Celtic. It's a terrible league. Sorry, Scotsman. Sorry, my Scots friends. I apologize. Please. Don't play the bagpipe and come at me with empty bottles of liquor. It's a terrible league. It's like the French League. There's like one team. There used to be two. Now there's one and a half, let's say. And so Celtic get all the European spots and they win all the domestic trophies. I mean, you could win as a manager 550 trophies at Celtic and be there for five minutes. And that's what he did. So he won titles. He won cups. You know, he played in Europe. And and look, he, he... He learnt how to deal with the inner workings of a quote-unquote big club, whether it's a big club in a little pond, which would be a small club in a big pond. But he learnt the ins and outs. He got uh, dumped the wife, got some brand-new teeth, you know, the nice white ones, the chiclet teeth. Went to, you know, moved back to to England, went to Leicester, got a new wife, new club, new teeth, Brendan Rodgers, man on fire. And boy, is he a man on fire, because I tell you... You can say what you want about Brendan Rodgers, and we can make jokes about the new wife, new teeth, new club, blah, blah. But he is a young manager. He's full of ideas. He has learnt from his mistakes, and his man management has gone from questionable, the sort of man management that will chase a Raheem Sterling away, to bang on the money, the type of manager that players want to play for. And Leicester City's position in the table is no fluke, Leicester City, Jamie Vardy, Leicester City ownership, Brendan Rodgers. This all works together to create that melting pot of success that sees them well-deserved, well-deserved into second spot at the table. And as I say every week, I talk about Leicester City. Uh, Congratulations to my good friend, John Barr, who picked them to finish in the European spots before the season started and even put money on it. So well done, John. Uh, You are a a ballsier man than I to make that bet, and uh, this one's to you. Wait. Mm. There's my weed ram. Okay. What am I babbling on about? Ah, I I do love babbling on, by the way. Oh, yes, the results. We talked about Leicester City and how pleased I was for them, and I really am pulling for Leicester City. Uh, Liverpool did what they needed to do when they went to Selhurst Park. It was a fairly boring game, but they beat uh, Crystal Palace 2-1. Let's talk about this other match here, though, because this is the one that we're going to focus in on. We're going to focus in on two matches here. The first one is Norwich going to Goodison Park and getting a win. Uh, And I want to repeat that for you. Norwich went to Goodison Park and got a win. And I hope you're letting that sink in. Because that is how low, how pathetic, Everton have become. From the 54th minute to the 92nd minute, Everton were nowhere to be found. They led a team who had two wins on the year, and nine losses, a team who had conceded 28 goals. Second, second only, pardon me, second only to Southampton. They let him beat them at home. Dismal defeat. Marco Silva's side, 15th, four points above the relegation place. Third of the season's gone, guys. Last season, Everton finished eighth. They've now lost six of their last nine in the league. They've only kept one clean sheet in 11. And guess what? It doesn't get any easier or any better for the Toffees. They go to Leicester City on Sunday. They go to the King Power. And then they face Liverpool, Chelsea, Man United. And then the quarter final of the League Cup, which is against Leicester, and then Arsenal. Look, on current form, Everton are gonna be sitting there with Southampton and Watford in the relegation zone. And and Marcus Silva is it needs to be gone. If ever there was a need to make a managerial change, this is it. I'm shocked they've gone this long. There are rumors swirling. By the way, he is four to seven. To be the next manager sacked, or one to four, at William Hill. And he's going to go. And the guy's going to replace him. Are you ready? Let's get in the time machine. There we go. We're back in time. Who's the Everton manager? David Moyes. Moyes Moisey! Left to go to Man United, remember? Fergie's hand-picked successor. Didn't work out so well since then. He's been uh, in somewhat in football purgatory. Had a long, stable tenure at Everton Football Club. They never achieved great heights, but they always finished in the top half of the table. They were always in and around the latter stages of cup competitions. They could do a lot worse than bringing David Moyes back. Gonna happen. Marco Silva got to go. And it's not like he hasn't had money to spend. I mean, really. Everton have yet to win a Premier League game in which they've fallen behind since the beginning of this season. And it wouldn't shock you for me to tell you that they've only won four games on the season. So it's a statistic that's not all that hard to figure out. All right, next manager that is crap and is going to get fired, and I've only got three minutes, is got to be Unai Emery, because Arsenal absolutely capitulated this weekend. Again, once again, Arsenal Football Club, they get a draw against Southampton. At the Emirates, come on! Are you joking? What is Unai Emery playing at? And I and I, I tell you what. They were down two one late into this game. I mean, th- this was a last, last gasp point that was rescued by Lacazette in the closing seconds of the game against Southampton. Are you joking? Well, I'm not joking. I'm deadly serious. That's what happened. And I need don't need to remind you, Southampton have only won two games on the season, all right? They've conceded 31 goals, and they've only scored 13. And they went to Arsenal, and they got a 2-2. Unai Emery, you, sir, need to find another job, because this one isn't good for you. You are not good for this club. He is currently 7-2, to two, second favorite to be sacked. I would not be surprised if we see the unholy tr- trinity of Marco Silva, Unai Emery, and probably Manuel Pelle- Pellegrini... Get in the boot here before the end of the year. Mark my words. All right, we've covered a lot today. I'm going to have to take a breather. I'm going to have – hold on a second. Let me get another sip of this one. Ah, yes. Wait. Mm. Good stuff. All right, I'm going to take a break. Just a reminder, coming to you on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports. If you've missed any part of this show, and it is pure genius, trust me, you're going to want to catch it all. You can find it at the Believe Podcast Network, B-L-E-A-V, believe podcast network it will be right up after the show's done for you you can enjoy it and let me know what you think find me on twitter at nick geber n-i-c-k-g-e-b-e-r big hello to all men and women in uniform on the sport on the american forces network great to chat with you guys as well as of course sports byline and sirius xm i going to take a break i'll be right back to wrap it up after this All right, you're back with me here on Fifth Street Soccer, Sirius XM 211, Dan Patrick Sports, Sports Byline Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, award-winning Sirius XM app, American Forces Radio, uh, Twitter, Twitter, Twitch, Twatch, Yitch, Yatch, Snitch, Snatch. I'm on all the, all the, I don't know, you know what I mean. You can find me everywhere. And you can find me Monday through Friday, 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. on the left coast, right here on these networks. I want to hear from you. I want to hear what you have to think. The next three managers, who, uh, if you are telling me you think that uh, Silva, Emery, and Pellegrini are going to be in place uh, at the helms of their clubs by the end of the year, I want to know about it, but I don't see any way. I think Silva's gone, and David Moyes comes into his place. Uh, Unai Emery at Arsenal, I think he's going to go, and I wouldn't be surprised if Pochettino takes his place. Despite the the sort of the overreaching disgust at the concept of an ex-Arsenal manager, ex-Tottenham manager managing Arsenal, as Jose Mourinho said quite beautifully in his press conference when a reporter asked him, uh, "Well, aren't you the same Jose Mourinho that when you were managing Chelsea said, out of love and respect for the fans, you would never ever go to Tottenham? But now you're here at Tottenham. What do you have to say to yourself?" He said, well, I said that before they sacked me. <laughs> so, you know, if you sack someone, I, I just don't think it matters what you said. I would not be shocked if that is exactly what happens. Um, mark my words. And then Manuel Pellegrini, great manager, really like him, very experienced manager, not getting it done at West Ham. Something's wrong there. It does seem like they're... Not that far away. I don't know if he's going to get the sack. I imagine if he doesn't get a result or two next, uh, that's exactly what's going to happen. And they have Chelsea away at Stamford Bridge next. Then you might very well see that sacking that we're talking about. All right, well, that's going to wrap the show up for me. Hope you enjoyed it. Once again, I'll be back with you tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern Time, 6 p.m. Pacific, right here on these networks. As I said, in the meantime, you can find me on Twitter at Nick N-I-C-K-G-E-B-E-R. Love to know what you have to say for yourself. Please sound off. I'll be back tomorrow. Cheers.